All right, so let's, let's uh, get into this word. Um, uh, we've been talking about breaking the chains of torment. And this week, this fast week, really did a lot to break those chains. Because think about it. If you don't allow your flesh to do what it wants to do, your flesh is where the, remember, Satan, the adversary, his demons, that's where they, they access you. That's their only, uh, that's only, their only vantage point to probably to do anything in your life. So if you're punking that flesh, you, you're, you're, uh, which we'll get into in a second, um, you'll find your, your, your week will go smoother. I didn't say your attacks will be smoother. How you handle them will be better. Because why you're fast? Remember, Jesus was fasting, and, it, and Satan said, well, this might be a good time. <laughs> you know, he ended up eating like 40 days, so this might be a good time. So the same thing in your life, you know, before, during, and right after fast, the adversary will try to attack. But hopefully you'll respond in the spirit. Now, I know it's a stretch because we transition in fast, and some of us, when we don't eat, we get hangry. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, very special. Sometimes we can get impatient and we can get short. Uh, but again, that's, uh, remember when, when Jesus went to cast out the demon, he, he started to throw the, the young man back and forth. That's all that is. That's like the spirits, like, panicking. <laughs> trying to get their last-ditch effort because you're getting rid of them, okay? And that's what we're trying to do. And this is the thing. What we're trying to get us to is to get out of our head because if we get out of our head, that's where we find God, all right? If you get out of your head, you're, uh, they were talking about in, uh, well, Janae brought it up in Survival Kit. I was at both of the classes. Y'all probably don't realize Every time I come out of the survival kit class, well, so I, I start out in the um, master life class. So I sit in it with them for a while. Then I come into you guys' class, survival kit. When I leave the class, what we were just talking about is what they're talking about. Like, you know, it was, it was, it was just amazing how it works. Anyway, I digressed. Um, what'd you say? Oh, foundational classes. What did I say, survival kit? All right, I stand to be corrected. They were doing a foundational classes, living faith class in, in specifics. All right, so my bad. Thank you, uh, discipleship uh, coordinator. <laughs> right, I appreciate that. No, I did that wrong. All right, so if we get out of our head, that's where we'll find God, right? And let's go to James 1, uh, which is the scripture that uh, uh, Janae brought up in the foundational class. James 1, verse 8. So it says this. It says, a, uh, should I do what we was doing all week? When you get there, say amen. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. What, what, what did uh, Shemitah say when you get there, say order? <laughs> right? All right. So uh, the scripture says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Right, so we talked about double mind, two-souled, right? And we say your soul is where you make your choices. That's where your mind, your will, your emotions, your intellect, and your imagination is. So that's your choice station. That's where you choose either to serve God or to serve the man or, man or the world, right? That's where you choose to be after the flesh or after the spirit, Romans 8, right? That's where you make your choice. So we all have a choice. You know, somebody tells you to do something. Uh, I was watching... Uh, 
grandma with Kennedy yesterday. So Kennedy had her feet in the chair. So grandma, she was, she was going to speak at the mic, right? So she grabbed Kennedy's leg, you know, just to slide it so she would get her feet out of the chair, right? So grandma took about four or five steps. You know what Kennedy did? She put her foot right back in that chair. But why'd she do that? Because it wasn't that important. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, uh, my feet just snapped back. Something in her was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you, you made me to do something. And I'm not doing it because you made me do it. Right? Just so, so at a young age, right? Think about, uh, I, was, I was talking to the Crockett's. Remember, they have eight kids. And they said, you know, all the kids up to the twins, like, I could, uh, uh, Michael was saying, I could look at them. And they'll do whatever I tell them to do. But th- these twins, something different. He said, because I look at them, and they're looking at me like, you okay? You, you see something? Is, is it, I got some lint? You know, why are you looking at me? You know, but they're not, they, they don't just necessarily change. But that's because of being, one again, once again, we're born in this world of sin and iniquity, is what the Bible says, right? And so, you notice you don't have to teach kids how to say no. Like, you don't have to say, okay, now, now this week we're going to learn how to say no. Or, uh-uh. Right? You don't have to teach them that. Right? You, you, have to, you, have, you do have to teach them how to say yes. <laughs> right? But something in, in this, this, the fiber of this culture, people conform to re- rebellion easier than obedience. Right? Even though rebellion is controlling them, but they don't fight against that control. They have fight against obedience as if it's control, right? But as we talked about in class, it's just love, operating in love, okay? All right, so this double-minded or two-soul, Pastor Melanie, as she was teaching on, on um, Wednesday, she talked about two kingdoms. She talked about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness, right? So you got two kingdoms operating in the same realm. Now, the interesting thing, you can't see neither one of them. But based on your choice, you will feel and experience either one of them, right? So if you choose life, you choose to walk in the spirit, you, you experience, you live in, you have access to the kingdom of God, right? If you're in the flesh, right, or conform to the world, as the scripture says, you experience or you're accessed by the kingdom of darkness. So you see, one, you have access to. One you're accessed by, right? And so, so Pastor Mel talked about that. So the scripture says, she used the scripture, Deuteronomy 30, 19. Uh, it says, I said before you, life and death, blessing and cursing. But then he gave us a hint at the end, choose life, right? Because that's going to line up with the kingdom. God, everything, everything God gives us in this world keeps us in harmony with the kingdom. Seek ye first what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. So when we do things outside of the kingdom, right? Right? So now you're 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 being accessed by, you're opening up to the kingdom of darkness, right? Every time we conform to the world, right? Every time we're after the flesh. And and you notice I didn't use the word every time we're trying to be evil. Didn't say that, did I? Right? Because a lot of times you're after the flesh, you're not trying to be evil, you're trying to be ple uh uh uh, convenienced, right, 
or you're taking a path to least resistance, right? You're doing what's pleasurable, right? Not necessarily fulfilling, right? Does that make sense? You got, you got me. Okay, good. So, so let me get it right. So Brit, Brittany Crockett used the scripture that Pastor Mel used, uh, Joshua 24, 35, right? Is it 30, 15, 16, 15, 16. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Right? And the interesting thing is that, uh, the Crockers talk about how their, well, it's not, they're just talking about how. The reality is their entire family serves, serves in the ministry. So from, what's the oldest, 20, 21? The oldest is 21. The twins are four. They all serve in the ministry. Like the entire family, eight. And, and, and I was thinking through this, they have eight. There's a total of 10 people in their family. Everybody has desires and needs, and they're all not the same, right? Uh, they have, uh, uh, Micah uh, runs three businesses, and he's uh, 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 the key armor bearer for their pastor. Church, you know, they, they got two locations, total maybe uh, uh, 3,000 uh, members total, right? But he's, they have uh, four services, it's four, right? Four services, because they have services on Saturday and Sunday multiple services, right? They're at all the services, right? Because he's the key armor bearer. She's a key worship leader. Now they have, they designate what we would call ministers. They designate some of them as pastors. They're not the senior pastor, but pastor over music, pastor over this. So Brittany has a pastor over her, right? But she, she tutors the music, the, uh, the, music, the uh, people that sing. They have to go through a process, you know, like they just don't get the same. So they got to go through all the, what we would call discipleship classes. Because what you're singing about, right? They go, like diligently over the discipleship classes, they, uh, they have to audition. They, they record a certain song, so they'll have them sing particular songs and see how they flow with the keys. If, 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 if they're not there, they never get on the platform. That's Brittany's responsibility. So she has to be there all, all, all the time. They want so bad to be here on a Sunday. But because of her responsibility, they had to leave. But they got eight kids. And they're a husband and wife. And they've been married 20 years. So if they have eight kids and they serving like that, what's our excuse? Eight. Like, I'm just trying to tell you, like, that's, ain't nothing to play with. So what it is is they prioritize and maximize their moments and their time. They operate in order. Because you know what order is? It's the kingdom of God. See, there's a rule. Uh, I heard, uh, say, say, uh, y'all be teaching the sermons. I just, you know, I just disperse the information. I'm a point guard. You know, so, so once, the, once you get the rebound and you give me the ball, I come down to make sure it goes in the right person's hands that has the opportunity to score, right, even if it's me. So I'll be talking later, but James is about to talk right now. So, I'm sorry, Minister Dr. James. Right, so, so, so I'm in the class, and James was talking about, Minister James was talking about um, the difference between, uh, hold on, don't, don't nobody tell me. Uh, loopholes and laws. 
And so he said, he says, a lot of people hire accountants for their taxes so they can, you know, so, so she, she said, find a loophole, <laughs> right? Right? Is that what you said? They don't find it because they don't know what? They don't know the laws. He says, but people like Trump, they have tax attorneys because they know all the laws. And, and they're not really looking for loopholes. They're looking at the law. It's the law. So, so based on the law, what can I, can I and can I, can I not do? Right? And he said this. He said, that's what happens. People are looking in Scripture for loopholes as opposed to understanding the laws of the kingdom. And so they get double-minded because when you're after the flesh and the things of the flesh, the things of the flesh are looking to get around things. The spirit is indeed willing to harmonize with the kingdom because the spirit knows that if I harmonize with the kingdom or I'm obedient to the kingdom, I won't just keep getting these temporary uh, pleasures. I'll get fulfilled, right? Look, look, see, the spirit knows With the pleasure comes torment. Right? With the pleasure comes torment. Or or somebody uh, ministered this week about regrets, right? Was 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 that Michael Crockett? Well, somebody ministered this week about regrets. See, the spirit knows if you let the flesh, if you get into a situation and you got these two people working for you, and, and the spirit goes, and the flesh goes, I'll, I'll do it, I'll do it. And the spirit's like, whoa, 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 no, no, you let him do it, you're going to have regrets. But, but, but the flesh always got an easy way out. Hey, listen, I can give you some satisfaction right now. You going to wait on the spirit? Listen, the spirit may get it done, but it's going to take a while. Do you want to wait or do you want what I got for you now? Man, I don't even want to do it, count the cost later. The spirit is saying, let's count the cost now. Right? Let's stay in line with the laws because they're set up to bless us. Right? Was it either Daryl or Samir talked about uh, uh, Jeremiah 29? I know the thoughts that I think towards you. These thoughts are not even to bring you to expect the end. Zamir, Right? So, so the spirit knows if you stay in line with the kingdom, everything is set up for you to be fulfilled. Somebody else this week talked about it's all set up. It's already set up. We just have to access it, right? We talked about that in the living faith class, right? You got me? All right, so, all right, so let's go to Revelations uh, 3, 15 to 16. Now, I'm going to read this out of the AMP. You know, we got different ways of saying stuff around here. The Amplified is the Amped. The Amplified Classic is Amp C. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to read it out of the Amp. That's uh, Pastor Mel's uh, favorite uh, translation. All right? See, because when I'm double-minded, I'm lukewarm. See, when I'm double-minded, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm deciding back and forth or stuck in between kingdoms, darkness and the kingdom of God, I'm lukewarm. Look at this, uh, 15 and 16 out of the Amplified says, I know your deeds, exactly what you're doing, uh, that you are neither cold, look, look, invigorating, refreshing, nor hot, healing and therapeutic. See, we take hot and cold as I either need to be hot or cold. 
But this is saying you ain't either, right? And it says, I wish that you were cold, invigorating and refreshing, or hot, healing and therapeutic, right? I wish you were either one or the other. It says, so because you are lukewarm, spiritually useless, and neither hot nor cold, I vomit you out of my mouth, rejecting you with disgust. So think about it. We spend this whole time conforming to the world, but the world doesn't make you spiritually useful. It makes you spiritually useless, right? I mean, you can't operate, you know, benefit to the kingdom. In a flash, you got 17 degrees and you know benefit to the kingdom if you're not walking in the spirit, right? See, the kingdom of God is a benefit to us because now we're talking about breaking the chains of the spirits, but, but we also talked about once we get them out, keeping them out, right? And the kingdom of God is our force field from the world's corruption or from torment. So, so see, when I submerge myself in the kingdom, see, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these, and his righteousness, all these things will be added because now I'm submerged in the kingdom and I can't be touched by all that other stuff. Like, like okay, so people have to choose and select you uh, for, for things. So we just talked about how Brittany takes people through a pro- process for singing. But the person going through the process would be like, I can sing. What the problem is. Okay, first of all, everybody on American I know all, all those shows, America's Got Talent, whatever, they all think they can sing too. You hearing yourself. You're assessing yourself. Right? You're leaning to your own understanding. Right? But once you get into an environment of people that's been set apart to properly assess tutors and governors to the point in time of the father, now we'll see if you're ready. All right? Right? So a lot of people that would want to go, that are going through that process are like, why are we doing this? What does these classes got to do with it? I just want to sing. No, 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 no. You're not singing when you come into the kingdom. You're, you're connecting with the body to draw on the presence of God to draw people into the kingdom. So, so, so if you bring in corruption, that's going to tank the whole flow. Uh, one of the guys that, that was over the band at, uh, uh, when I went to Columbus Christian Center, uh, Dwight, give you some props, uh, Dwight Bailey. And he played the bass. And Dwight, I was talking to Dwight one day. He was, he was over the band. That was his, his area. Uh, he was hired to do the band. And he said, he said, he said uh, Minister Bradley, I was Minister Bradley back then. He said, I was Minister Bradley. He says, uh, I could, uh, I can tell what all the band members are going through based on the chords they play. He said, so within the chords, I can tell if they're dealing with depression, if they're whatever type of spirit it is, because just like, you know, when you put on a nicotine patch, you absorb what's, what's on. It's really nicotine, by the way. You, 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 you ain't kicked smoking. <laughs> well, you kick the actual Putting a cigarette to your mouth, maybe, but you still absorb a nicotine. Well, anyway, you absorb it, right? Right? So it goes in you. Same thing when you, with instruments. What's, what's in that person when they're playing, when they're flowing, everything in them is absorbed, 
right? And that's, so when, so when you sit around and listen to your music, you're not just listening to what you like, you're listening to what was in their spirit, right? Oh, well, we know definitely when they sing him because they breathe it into the mic. God breathed into Adam, right? But I, we won't do, we'll, we'll, we'll bring it back. What's in the mix teaching? We'll, we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. It's out there if you want to watch it on video somewhere, but, but, you know, we won't talk about music today. But what I'm saying is, if, 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 if I bring, if I'm supposed to harmonize with the kingdom and I bring in these spirits, I'm a Trojan horse. You know, I did Greek mythology in college, you know, and, you know, the whole Trojan horse. Well, well they, they gave him a gift, supposedly. Huge horse. Like, yeah, they scared us. Look, they buying us gifts up in this piece. They got all drunk because, look, we don't even got to fight no more. They so scared of us, they built this huge horse, right, to bring us a gift. Them punks. Yeah, yeah, buy us gifts. They probably was out drinking like, yeah, man, you know, they all weak. They're going to bring us a horse. Got all drunk out their mind. Well, inside the horse were soldiers. And the soldiers came out. And took them all out because they was all drunk. Well, this is what, that, that Greek mythology is just pulling from different things that, that happens in the kingdom all the time. You're given something that seems pleasurable from the adversary. But what's packed inside of it is spirits that you don't want to deal with. Right? So, so, so again, you don't want to yield to the kingdom of darkness because you get the whole package, not just the pleasure. You get the whole package, not just the pleasure. You get the whole package, not just the pleasure. I say it three times because I, I want you to be walking away, driving in your car. Wait, I don't think I want the package. I don't want the pleasure because I'm going to get the package too. All right? You got me? We, you, we together? All right. So, so uh, see, we can only win if we're submerged in the spirit, right? Because in the flesh, we lose the fight. In the spirit, we're going to harmonize once again with the kingdom of God. Now, we know this because the weapons of our warfare are not what? Carnal, fleshly. Oh, well, let's look at it. Let's look at it. Let's, so, you know, I have this quoting habit, but let's put our, let's put a, what you say, Trina? Put your eyes on it. Okay, 2 Corinthians 10. Well, again, when you want something in your heart, you want to hear it. You want to look at it, and you want to talk about it, right? You want something better than your heart, embedded in your heart. You want to hear it, right? Right? You want to look at it, and you want to talk about it, right? Hear it, look at it, and what? Right. So that helps you to uh, increase your memory phenomenally. All right, so 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. 2 Corinthians 10, Three through five. All right. So it says, uh, for though we walk in the flesh. So what is that saying? I have a body and I operate daily what? In this natural body. Right. So, so it's, not, it's not saying float around the world. At least not until we have glorified bodies. First Corinthians 15. Okay. All right. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not what? War after the flesh. So we don't engage in battle protection or anything after the flesh. It says, for the weapons of our warfare, right, are not carnal or fleshly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, right? Then it breaks down. Casting down what? Imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to what? 
the obedience of Christ. Now, that's kingdom life. See, 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 again, if I'm living in the kingdom of darkness, I war after the flesh. You know, you, you're going to get these hands, right? Right? Because I'm what? It's the kingdom of darkness, right? You're getting these hands. Or, you know, these days people aren't using hands. They probably go to their car or something, the glove compartment. Right? But that's warring after the flesh, right? Or, 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 you know, somebody do something to you. Oh, they got me twisted, right? Oh, we're going to see what's happening. Yeah. So, so then we go into what? Sabotage mode, right? Or if somebody is, is uh, uh, falsely accusing us, we head them off at the pass and we accuse them, right? So they're trying to discredit us, but before the, the discredit could get to, to the person that you don't want it to get to, you get to them ahead of time and you discredit that person. All that's worn after the flesh, right? But we don't war after the flesh, right? Right? Our, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or fleshly. It's, it's mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Sometimes we're running to get to the person so they would see us the right way when they already was going to see us the right way. When that person was coming accusing us, they carry a spirit. When they come around the people in the kingdom of God, they, they, they pick up in what's in their spirit more than what comes out their mouth. Yeah. So as soon as they come with, with accusing, which is what the adversary is, the accuser of the brethren, that, that man or woman of God be like, hmm, interesting, what you doing? Right? But when you jump ahead and you try to get ahead to the man or woman of God, oh, I just want to let you know this person's doing that, well, guess what? You carrying the spirit. As opposed to letting it play out. Interceding for the person. Amen. Right? Well, I don't want nobody to think. No, that's wrestling against flesh and blood. Right? Okay. Yeah, we, we good? See, because sometimes I ever say get in your head. I have people come to me about so I, I had no idea what they were talking about. So they looked foolish. Because they allowed the tormentor to get in their head. Get in their head so much that everybody was thinking, so they came to me thinking I was thinking something that I didn't know nothing about. And even though somebody gave me information, I wasn't thinking what they was thinking. But they was thinking I was thinking they was thinking. So they tried to get to me to th have me to think something so I wouldn't think what they thought I was thinking, but I wasn't thinking what they thought I was thinking when they came to try to tell me that I should be thinking this. That's torment. But as we've been talking about on Wednesday, let it work. Let it play out. Let people think what they want to think. God going to make sure you shine. Vengeance is his. All right? All right, let's go to Romans 8. Let's go to Romans 8. I was work just processing to, through what the thinking is. You know what I'm saying? All right, so Romans 8. All right, real simple. You know, we've talked about Romans 8 through this. So, that, so, so they that are in the flesh can't what? Cannot please God. Romans 8, 8. They that are in the flesh, did it say when you're in the flesh sometimes? They that are in the flesh not can't God. Why? Because you're being influenced by the kingdom of darkness. So something as simple as harmonizing with God's word, being obedient to the kingdom, being under tutors and governors, you'll take that as... Ain't nobody going to control me. Ain't nobody telling me what to do. Something as simple as tithing, you'll look as an as a option. 
right? But if you was a farmer, you would look at tithing as an option. Because if you get the fruit and you don't plant the seeds, your whole family and your whole business is going to die. If you eat the seeds, the scripture says be fruitful, multiply, and replenish for a reason. So the Bible says God gives seed to the sower. That's kingdom work right there, right? But you'll process in your head, well, I don't know this, that, and the other. Listen, we're supposed to be flowing with God. We're supposed to be trusting God. See, but we'll be in our head, and in all honesty, it ain't us. The spirit will be in our head saying, well, I don't know about this, this, that, and the other, and we'll be calculating this, that, and the other. Well, you don't know if when you paid $100 for those shoes, if they was worth really $100. Actually, most of the $300 sneakers people are wearing uh, cost about $0.50 to make. But I don't see nobody going, oh, no, no, y'all ain't playing me. Y'all ain't getting my $300. Only in the kingdom. We hold back seed. And the kingdom is set up different. God gave you the resources. He gave you the apple. He's just asking for the seeds. He's saying, listen, the second Corinthians says, he ministers bread for your food. That's all the apple. 90% of the apple is yours. Eat. He says, and multiply your seed song. So he gave you the apple and he gave you seeds for future apples. We eat the seeds. That's what we do with our resources, especially with our money. We just eat the seeds. Why? Something simple because we're looking from, we, we showed up in the kingdom with the kingdom of darkness influence. Right? Okay. Stay with me there. Right? See, simple. In the kingdom, Pastor Mel, you, uh, uh, you was talking about the rule. There's rules in the kingdom. So if, you, if you're struggling, you're not in order. You're out of order. You're not in harmony with the kingdom. Right? Okay. We good? Some of y'all being disobedient? I ain't saying no names. Why y'all, y'all ain't? Well, nobody know if you just keep smiling. Just smile. All right, so let's go to Galatians 5, right? Galatians 5. You know, we have to operate in those principles, the same principle. I'm talking about as leaders. Like, we give away everything. And, and, and everybody doesn't know the reality of, of, of the space we're in when we give away everything. They don't know the upcoming bills, this, that, and the other. But we got to be obedient. We, uh, we had a conversation this week. My wife said, you, you know, uh, you have any reservations or you said regrets or reservations? You said, you, do, you, do you have any reservations that you... You made that choice. I said, no, because it was obedience. It wasn't based on circumstance, because based on circumstance, I wouldn't have made it. I'll tell you that right now. You know, there's a lot of pending things around here. But what are we going to do? Like, you, you just got to be obedient. I mean, you got to keep serving people. You can't stop to uh, let the kingdom of darkness have you flutter with all these circumstances. You never get blessed. You stay stuck in the mud, right? So we got to operate in that principle. I mean, anybody that's, that's locked in here will see we give away everything, right? And God keeps providing, right? It's phenomenal. All right, so Galatians 5, you had time to get there? Did, did, I didn't hear nobody say order. <laughs> right? All right. For the people watching online, okay, I'm, I'm adding a little humor to it, but that was Shemitah's teaching, Okay. I'm not trying to order everybody around to say it, okay? We good? 
All right, so Galatians 5, 16 and 17. It says, this I say then, this I say then. So that was after, after all, everything else he was communicating, right? He says, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It says, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit. That's a war going on, right? And the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another. So, so you are, you're not in balance if you're in the flesh and in the spirit. Stop saying that. You're not going to have balance, right? That's, that's compromise, right? The, the, the flesh and the spirit can't hang out together. So, they, that, so that ye cannot do the things that you would because the flesh is accessed by Satan and the demons and, and they're more influenced or they're giving access to the kingdom of darkness in your life. The spirit is indeed willing to harmonize with the will of God and that's going to give you access to the kingdom of God. So, so, so you, you're, you've created the war by your choice, right? The, the war didn't just show up. You, you made a choice. You've created a war. The Bible says the light, it says, come out from among them, be ye separate in 2 Corinthians 6, 17. Before 17, it starts to talk about don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers in verse 14, right? It says well, light doesn't fellowship with darkness, right? Christ would be, be loud or... or you know, one of those uh, pagan gods. Righteousness with unrighteousness. That's Bible. It said fellowship. It didn't say you, you don't minister to. But the Bible says, don't stand in the way of the sinner, don't sit in the seat of the scorner, but your delight shall be in the law of the Lord. Right? See, 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 it says, walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. Well, people can't counsel you unless you give them your ear. Uh, uh, minister, doctor, you was talking about that, right? Watch who you give your ear to, right? Right? It says, don't stand in the way of sitting, don't sit in the seat of the scornful. So it's talking about, like, you got to be tactful with who you end up fellowshipping with. See, that's a different thing because you're going to open your spirit up. But you can minister to people all the time, right? You see what I'm saying? But you could, did I just give y'all scripture? So that's not my opinion, right? I just gave you scripture, right? You might have a different interpretation. Okay, good, good, good. Just, I'm, I'm building a case because people are bringing spirits, right? And so sometimes we're opening ourselves. You ever, uh, you know, you, you, you and your spouse, y'all going to another level, right? You get along and you say, man, we've been getting along great. You know what I'm saying? Like, you almost don't want to say it because you're like, somebody's had somebody happen, right? Right? But you, you're like, oh, you know, we've been doing good, you know? <laughs> right? And then you, you have these fellowships or you allow this family over this, that, and the other. And all of a sudden, you're in a heated discussion. You never attached it to who came to your house, did you? You never attached it to who you hung around. Never even thought about it. What spirit you done brought into the house, right? Brought into the house, gave access to. So, so I suggest you be plead the blood of Jesus even if you like them. If you're around somebody, I don't care how much you like them. Your like doesn't dictate their choices. Listen, I'm not, stay with me. You notice I didn't say, don't talk to your friends. Don't minister to your friends. What I said is your like doesn't dictate their choices. You don't know what they're opening themselves up to. Because they're, if they're not in the kingdom, they don't have the rules to guard against spirits. 
They're not evil people. Obviously, you like them. Good people. But you know, good people are accessed by demonic influence too. Especially because uh, Shemita talked about it. There's an order. The Bible says walk circumspectly. Be intentional. So you just can't be gullible, right? You got to be intentional. Or somebody talked about, or you talked about winging it, right? That was you? Right, you just can't wing it. Not in the kingdom. No, no, no. You got to be intentional what you expose yourself to, right? And let's say somebody's coming around that you love. You got to be intentional to make them aware. Like I, my friends would come around and I was like, listen, man, I cut out some things you guys are still doing. them. I just can't be around that no more. I never said forget you. But I, but I sure wasn't going in the quicksand to try to get them out. I was in a position throwing a rope down to draw them out. So I was always ready to reconcile. But I, but I had to change my pursuit because if I get in the wrong proximity, something's going to access me that I don't want access to. Okay? So you got me, you got me there? All right. So, so you cannot do, oh, so Galatians 5, 24. Let's go to verse 24. I'm just giving you scripture because sometimes we, we don't want the responsibility to save lives and to keep our lives saved. Did, did you hear what I said? We don't want the responsibility to save lives, but to keep our lives saved. Sometimes we lose our lives trying to save lives. You ain't got to lose your life to save a life. Because guess what? You had to make a choice. And everybody you love have to make a choice also. Our job is to give them the right considerations. But we can't make choices for them just because you like them. Right? Does that make sense? All right. Jesus likes some people. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. I'm not going to go there. I'll be nice. All right. So verse 24. It says, and they that are Christ have crucified what? The flesh with what? The affections and the lust. So within that flesh, there's affections and lust that's going to what? Draw us into the kingdom of, of darkness, right? It says, look, look at verse 25. But if we live, did it say live right there? In your Bible, does it say live? Okay. It says if we live in the spirit, did it say visit? Every once in a while. Balance myself out. In and out. Okay, good. If, it says, if we live in the spirit, let it, whoa, 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 let us what? Also. also walk in the spirit. You see that? If we live in the spirit, let us, the Amplifier says this, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature together with his passions and appetites. If we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must also walk by the spirit with personal integrity, godly character, and moral courage, our conduct empowered by the Holy Spirit. Right? So, so what it's saying is we're not looking for outs, we're looking for ins. Right? We're not looking for outs, we're looking for ins. What is it? We're not looking for outs. James, we're not, Minister James, we're not looking for loopholes, right? We're trying to harmonize with the law. Now, now so, so, so how does this tie up? Because we've been talking about breaking the chains, and we've talked about casting these demons out, but we said when the house is empty, the, the, the spirit comes back, see if it's empty. When he sees it's empty, what? He goes and gets seven other demons, right? 
and comes back, reoccupies what he thinks is his house. And it says, the Bible says the state of that man is seven times worse. It talks about weeping and gnashing the teeth. So basically saying it's hell. It was worse before. They got the demon out. But the goal is not just to get these spirits out. It's to keep them out. And the way you do that is to be filled, be submerged in the spirit. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, right? And so, so, so again, the spirit keeps us uh, submerged in the kingdom of God. We play off the kingdom of God. We think the kingdom of God. We play off kingdom rules, a kingdom life, right? We live in the spirit because the, these realms, I told you, are in the spirit. They're not in the flesh. And so you want to be mindful of what's happening in the spirit realm. The Bible says for us to pray for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. So that means we, there, there, there's a heaven realm and there's an earth realm, and we have to be mindful of the heaven realm. Now, in the beginning, in Genesis 1, uh, I know y'all don't have these scriptures back there, but Genesis 1, 1, it says God created the heavens and the earth. So when God first designed everything, everything was together. Spirit realm and natural realm was together. So with, so with Adam and Eve, they were set up to, if they need anything, just access it from the spirit realm. As we were talking about in class, right? We were talking about faith, right? But uh, draws it in, manifests it, right? What we're hoping for, right? Right? So, so that in the beginning, you ain't need hope. You had all access, right? But because of sin, heaven and earth was separated, Right? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, was viewed separate, <laughs> right? Because once they sinned, now all they saw, remember it said that they, it said they were naked and under shame before they sinned in the presence of God. So, so it was walking with God in the cool of the day, right? It says, but then after they sinned, it said they knew that they were naked. They were focused on self. They were focused on earth. They could be accessed by the kingdom of darkness and circumstances. You see that? Right? So, but the goal is for, for, for heaven and earth to be back together again. So, Jesus was the bridge, the gap. He, I didn't make that up. He says in John chapter 10, I'm the door. Right? So, when I submerge myself in Christ, I have access to heaven and earth. Right? So, now I can pray, Ephesians uh, uh, 1 verse 3, I can pray for all spiritual blessings and heavenly places to be accessed on earth as it is in heaven, Matthew 6. Right? You see how it all ties up? Right? So now I'm locked in in the king. I'm operating as a king in the kingdom. The scripture says we're in this world, but we're not of this world. Right? So now I can access the kingdom. So when the demand is placed on me, I don't just make decisions based on what I see in the natural. Because I don't look on the things that I see for their temporal. I look on the things that I can't see, 2 Corinthians 4.18, for their eternal. So I can access eternity. Right? At the same time. Because why? I'm, I'm a king's kid now. I live a kingdom life. I operate in power and authority. Whatsoever I bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever I loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So I'm not double-minded when something comes at me. I access the kingdom. Because I'm a king and a queen now. See, I'm operating different. Right? What did uh, uh, Micah said, uh, kings don't cry, they decree. The Bible says you decree a thing and it shall be established, right? Uh, uh, Psalm 138, I believe, right? So what I'm saying is now, so, so, so you got these two realms going on 
which originally it was supposed to be us as king's kids operating in the heaven and earth realm. That was, the, you know, I just finished talking about that, but that, that was the goal, right? Yeah. Right, so now what the world has done is it tries to desensitize us from, desensitize us to its influence and blind us from our kingdom access. So that's why people are stressed. That's why these, these depression spirits get in, right? Because you look at what you can see, which is temporal, subject to change, and you think it's all you have. And then the, the, the spirits, what they do with torment, they try to magnify these things, make them bigger and bigger. Oh, my God. Man, are you, do you know what else can happen? And then they try to give, they, you gave them access to your imagination, right? So now they have access to your imagination on the canvas of your imagination. They paint out worst-case scenarios. Like they create stories that has not happened yet. You have to use your faith to believe the negative. And so you start preparing for the worst. When we talked about in class, actions. But your actions is preparing for what you don't want. The negative that hasn't happened yet. Because you've given them access to your mind, the kingdom of darkness. See, kingdom of darkness, rule of darkness. You can't see in the kingdom of darkness. You think you can, but you're clouded. So you're making decisions as if you can see, but you've been deceived from what you can't see. That's what happened when, when they ate of the tree. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Evil was never an option. Darkness was never an option before that. You see that? All right, you, you with me? Okay, all right, good, good, good. Got a few minutes here. Is it making sense to you? All right, so, so we, if, if, if we, so remember, originally, this is fast week. <laughs> Haven't worked out this week. All right, so let's get back here. So, like, whoa. <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> I felt that. All right, so, so, originally in the kingdom of God, in the cool of the day, think about it. Satan couldn't do nothing to Adam before they ate of the tree. What do you mean he couldn't do nothing? He's in darkness. The Bible says darkness can't master light in John chapter 1. Darkness can't be nowhere around when light show up. God is light. So, so, so long as they were in God's presence, they didn't have to consider. Stress is not a consideration. Worry. What is there to be anxious for? You have everything. Exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. What am I anxious for? I have all access. Once they ate now they look at the worst case scenarios and they're blinded from their all access. They're looking at it from a limited perspective. Now you can possibly be stressed. You can worry. You can be concerned. You can panic. And Satan and all his demons is waiting on that. They're lining up to come in your mind. Paint stories on the canvas of your imagination. So focus on this. I taught this a long time ago. When you're in a situation, you, 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 got, you, got, you got the heaven realm, you got the earth realm. Satan comes in and he shows you a screen. 
And then, so, so he, he knows that we are made in God's image after God's likeness and we're snared by the words of our mouth. And life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? Proverbs 6.2 and Proverbs 18.21, right? So he knows that, right? And he knows God made us in his image after his likeness and he knows Genesis 1, 1 through 26, God spoke the world into existence. Remember sound, sound activation. I talked to you about that some weeks ago. I'm not going to get into it right now, right? So he knows about sound activation, right? So he says, so, so, I was Lucifer. I saw the designs. I know how they're made. They're unstoppable with God. I can't do nothing with them. But maybe I can get them to work against themselves. So he comes to you and says, say this, say this, say this, say this. He gives you a picture. False evidence appearing real. Fear, F-E-A-R. And he says, say this, say this. And you'd be like... You see it, and it's magnified, and it's magnified to eventually you open your mouth to say it. Now you're snared, held captive by the words of your mouth. So he, sees, he takes the screen down. All right, good. Hey, let's go to the next person. <laughs> this is what's going on. And then now, now that he got you speaking what he showed you, and in agreement with your words or what he says, You've given him access to manifest it in your life through the kingdom of darkness. And then you've also given him access to bring all the demons and imps to torment your mind. Right? And so now he can torment you. Right? You see that? See, so, so we got to submerge ourselves and rest in the kingdom. Whew. Proverbs 19.23 says this. Well, let's go to Proverbs 19.23. Who said ministering ain't work? I'm up here breathing hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I need some nourishment. All right, so Proverbs 19, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your nourishment. All right, so Proverbs 19.23. It says, uh, the fear of the Lord. Now, that word fear is not uh, uh, terror. That's reverence, okay? And so we can say the reverence of the Lord tendeth to life or leadeth to life. And he that has it, shall abide or remain satisfied, and he shall not be visited with evil. Right, so basically it's saying if you live in, re in reverence to God, abiding in him, remaining in him, you shall not be visited by these tormenting demons. It, that, I didn't make that up. It just said it in the Bible. See, she says, well, think about this. Remember when we said you got to fall out of agreement? If I'm not reverencing God, then I'm not going to be obedient, right? Because I'm going to deal with God like, yeah, I heard that. I might do it, I might not. Now, at that point when I made that statement, what am I saying? I'm saying I'm equal with God. Because the, God spoke out of his authority. I've established my own authority to say I can choose whether or not I can line up with this word. Right? So I'm not, I don't reverence God. So am I, I can't be in his presence if I don't reference him, right? Right? Does that make sense? Am I making that up? Am I leading the witness? Does that make sense? I mean, if it doesn't, I mean, just speak up. Huh? It's clear. All right, good. All right, so, but it says not just being in his presence, so it's not just my visit. You know, my every once in a while visit or my Sunday drive-by. It's saying if I abide, right? You guys was talking about that uh, today, right? Well, I don't know if he was talking about it, but I saw it in James' notes when I came by. You know, I just, I just be paying attention. Minister James, I just be paying attention. Did y'all talk about abiding in, 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 yeah, abiding in the word? Is that what y'all was talking about? I, I just saw your notes, man. I just, 
eavesdropping, you know. I was trying to learn, trying to learn. You know, I, I was in the back of the class. I just, what James? What Mr. James got? All right, so, and we've been talking about in Bible school, abiding in Christ, right? So not just a visit, but remaining in him. So now it's going, see, so it's a fight to stay with him. It's not easy because our head, okay, so I'm going to be transparent, okay? Oh, I can't. I, so, so I'm going to need some wisdom to do this because what I was going to talk about, I'm, I'm not supposed to talk about. No, no, I'm not supposed to. It's, 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 yeah, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. So, uh, so let me see how I can do this. Okay, so I'm participating. Oh, no, nah. can't say that either. It's the <laughs> she said, use Mr. Lamar. Well, okay, I've been in situations, right, that I'm not used to being in. I'm a leader. So in these situations, when you give me information, I'm cerebral. I'm a processor. I'm like, okay, so, so why are we doing this, this, that, and the other? It don't make a difference why we're doing it. You're serving in this area. Do what we ask you to do. And so I got to like shift because my, 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 my leadership mind and my detailed mind be like, we probably want to do, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm a problem solver too, right? So I realized, man, we just roll with it. It don't, you know, offer considerations, but just roll with it. But, but, but where did that come from? Something inside was uncomfortable with the flow and the direction. Something inside. Didn't ask my permission. So I had to check that thing. I had to fall out of agreement. You see what I'm saying? I ain't the only one. See, see, some, see some of y'all ain't doing it because somebody, to, somebody told you to do it. And you don't realize that ain't you. That's that spirit. That rebellious spirit is fighting. To stay. It, see, that's the last one to leave. It's been, it's been fighting to stay on. But you've been excusing it with logic. So you've just been supporting the spirit that's stopping you from fulfillment. All right, so anyway, all right, that was for somebody in specific that the Holy Spirit told me to share that with. All right, so we got to submerge ourselves, and we're not going to submerge ourselves, right? I want to read this out of the Amplified, uh, Proverbs 19.23. It says, the reverent worship fear of the Lord leads to life. And he who has it rests satisfied. He cannot be visited with actual evil. Suppose the solution to all the torment was just for you to stay in the presence of God. Would you do it? I heard all these yes and amens. Okay, then that's the solution then. So I should be see you doing it then. All right, since that's the solution. All right. Oh, we, we say yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I can't do that. All right, so, so this reverence or obedience to God keeps us untouchable in his presence. This reverence or obedience. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. you playing with words. You said reverence and obedience. If I reverence God, I'm going to be obedient. What, God said that? Oh, we on it. Right? Who said that? We on it. Uh, uh, Michael was talking about his children. He says, 
if, if the daughter goes to the oldest uh, son and says, well, daddy said I can have it. Who said it? Daddy said it. Oh, well, we're going to do it because daddy said it. We ain't doing it because you said it, but we'll do it because daddy said it. You see what I'm saying? So reverence should automatically facilitate obedience. We think obedience is an option. I apologize. I just made a wrong statement. We don't think obedience is an, is an option. That spirit does. And it's been hiding. Nobody told you about it. It's been hiding. And it's had you rebellious because it wants to steal your fulfillment. Right? See, see, if we, if, if we're, like we said, if we reverent and obedient to God, it keeps us untouchable in his presence. Guess what? It has us resting in his peace, free from torment. Free from torment. You know, we can be so tormented, we're afraid to approach people with basic truth. You know what basic truth is? I really don't feel like going. That's basic. That ain't even deep. But you go anyway. I'm not in a position to help you with that at this time. No, but you help and you crippled. You ain't even got the money. Right? Oh, that's family. Whether it's family or not, if you ain't got it, you ain't got it. Right? But it's something in us that are allowing spirits to torment us. Right? You know, I shared, uh, I shared a scripture the other day, and I, I shared it with uh, a couple that was asking. Uh, it was Ezekiel 2, 6. It says, fear not their, their, their faces. Right? Like, so what it's saying is, I need you to go share with them. But they're, they're, uh, 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 one of the pastors, if you read through the whole thing, it says, I'm going to make your face as flint towards their face. So in other words, you know, y- y'all might pick with me because I have a New Jersey game face. But, you know, because of what I've had to deal with and how I've had to talk to people, whether it's athletics, corrections, because I worked in corrections for a while. And as Josh was saying the other week, some of the people carrying spirits, right? Did you say that, Josh? Right? So, so sometimes you, you, you got to be about business. Listen, if you hang out with me, all I do is crack jokes. and I just have fun. And I remember, ooh, 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 this just hit me. So I remember when my son was playing basketball, right? My son had a challenge, like some of us have. He couldn't handle success. So every time he, he did well, his, his head would get big. Now, I'm what? I'm his father. I'm responsible to steward over him. I got to do what's best. And guess what? I have to lay down my life because I love him. So I got to do what's best for him. See, we think when we comfort our children 24-7, which was opposite of what the, what the, uh, the Crockers was talking about, but all their kids are serving in the kingdom. But anyway, I'll get, y'all can go back and look at the video. We're supposed to do what's best, which would include kindness and love. Ask my son, uh, uh, whether it's support, gifts. Listen, I would get up early in the morning to work him out, like, I had to be at, at, at my job, which I was working 20 hours. But I would get up, go to the high school, work them out. Like, I served my, she tell you, I served my son. I asked him, do you want to play basketball? As soon as he said he wanted to play, he had to play because I was playing. I, I, I renovated the house 
We're going to have a gym over here. I got a, I got a stepper. I got a weights. I bought a video camera so he could learn. We weren't even watching TV back then. We were trying to sanctify ourselves. I got cable so he could watch the NBA games. So I served him. But I watched him as he got good. Like, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, good, good. Keeping it real, anybody, before there was a Steph Curry, my son was shooting the lights out of a basketball. Right? But I noticed something. He would get the big head. So now I'm in the stands. Having put in this service of work for my son, what do you think I want to do? You see that? You saw that one, didn't you? You see? Yeah, yeah. I showed him that one. I showed him that one. That's what I want to do. You know what I was doing? This was I couldn't do nothing because he couldn't handle it. Now, it may look like to people watching and even him because every time he made a shot, he'd be looking up at the stand, looking at me. Like, it may look like, does he care? Yes. I care so much. I have to sacrifice what I wanted to do to do what was best for him. I just told my son with my grandson, I said, stop posting him dunking. I mean, he, he jumps out the sky. He's windmilling to all the time. I said, I don't care about that. Till he gets the game down, stop posting him dunking. It ain't helping him. Same thing. Do you understand? Y'all still think I'm talking about my son? No. We got to do what's best. Hey. I'm going to see what happens here. Okay. How many of y'all are still trying to get out the manipulative spirit? Raise your hands. One, two, three, four. See, I was just going to say how honest you was. Because some, some, some people done let in a lying spirit too. Right? <laughs> because it was more than just those four people. Why did I ask you to raise your hands? Not to put people on the spot, but what I'm saying is when that spirit is in you, you manipulate without even trying because it's your default, right? If something comes at you, your default is you figure out how to manipulate around it. You figure out how to hustle. You tell a story to lead the person into caring to get a person to, to, to access the person to do what you want them to do, right? Some people are masters at that, right? Listen, newsflash, I'm aware of it. She's aware of it. So what we do is serve you what you need at the time. So sometimes you can look at us and be like, did you just hear what I said? Don't you care? Hey, how many of y'all got a needy spirit? There's some people's hands up there. Well, guess what? That has to be uh, governed because needy leads you to being greedy, which, which, which is it's a selfish spirit. Listen, I know y'all raised your hand. Sorry about that, y'all. I set you up. I didn't know I was going to say selfish, okay? But, but, but you know what? It is. But guess what? It's, it's the spirit. It's not the person. So when you're around tutors and governors, they give you what you need to fall out of agreement with the spirit. They can't keep pacifying. Like I have grandchildren that at one time, you should be crying over there because I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeding into that because then as you get older, you're going to think that's how you get what you want. They don't do that now because I had to give them what was best. Yeah, to ask her. I was like, man, we just got them for the weekend. They're going to trip on us. So the whole weekend got to be disciplined. I just want to enjoy my grandkids. But I couldn't enjoy my grandkids at the expense of their life. 
I can't enjoy you all at the expense of your lives. She can't enjoy you at the expense of your life. Your life is what's most important. Greater love has no man in this. He'll lay down his life. Man, we can't let you go into 2024 carrying them spirits. And so some of them you're going to let go. Right? Some of them you may fall out in agreement with, snap back in agreement. You know I had a bad relationship. You broke up with the person after you had the conversation. My son got into a situation where he broke up from the young lady, wrote her a letter. It was the most, uh, sorry about that, son, but it was a powerful letter. I mean, I mean you know, Jesus and everything, because the, keeping it real, the kryptonite was getting real. Like his whole life was changing. And then he went through a situation that was so humbling, he was like, I see what y'all saying now. Wrote the letter. That's a good thing, right? Yeah. I'm done. I got, I got to get focused on my life. Just one problem. The girls at school, eight hours. So he snapped right back into the same situation and never got what he wanted. But she got it. She ended up getting what he was believing for. You keep hanging around those spirits, they're going to snatch your dreams out of you. All right, so anyway, so, so, so you understand what I'm saying? So that's why, like uh, Isaac said it last night, he said when, when, when the hands was, when he was in part, well, prop, the words and knowledge, words of wisdom, prophecy, whatever was going forth that day, it was an impartation during the anniversary from the pastor that was ministering. And he said when he looked at the video, he saw uh, uh, Pastor Mel, she was like excited, you know, that's my, that's my baby. And he just looked at my face, and I was like, I hope he get it. But I never said that. But that's what I was thinking. Like, I hope it really takes. Because he's gifted. Like, y'all gifted. And we're good with your gifts. But we're not going to put your gifts in harm's way. My son was in a situation, and my wife's like, baby, I think we need to do such. And I said, well, I can't help a situation at the expense of his life. And I said, I can't put him in harm's way. So I can, I can make it easy, and I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to be supporting the compromise. I can't do that if I care. I might not be liked, but they'll get their life. Do you understand? Like, I, listen, I want to listen. I want to be liked. I want to be loved. I want to be supported. I want to be appreciated, just like everybody else. I just, I told y'all through this teaching, I went to rejection. I don't like rejection, but I'll handle the rejection if you get your life. Uh, excuse me. I've been handling the rejection, so you'll get your life. <laughs> we ain't talking about something that's going to happen. This is talking about something we're in the now about. And so some of these things that we slip into, listen, we could just leave you there. Too bad, so sad. Listen, I'm, I'm fulfilled. I'm going to tell you right now, listen, <laughs> I make 20-something thousand a year, and I'm fulfilled. I don't have the overhead. We don't have the overhead most people have, right? We sold a house. We paid off most of our debt, all of our debt at the time. We have a mortgage. I'm good because I'm not caught up in keeping up. I'm 60, I buy things that last, so I'm good. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't need anything. I desire a lot of things, but I don't need nothing. And guess what? Because there's no peer pressure. Who am I trying to prove anything to? That's torment. Well, I got to dress this way, wear this way, do that. You know, I'm in the barbershop. Uh, Michael Jordan got wide leg pants. I wear wide leg pants and I'm going to continue to wear them. 
because that's what I like. And guess what? The stuff that they wear, we was wearing in the 70s. It's going to keep changing. I, mean, I can't keep doing it. I'm going to just get what I like. I'm not caught up in keeping up. So, uh, so we're, at, we're fulfilled. We have a happy, happy, happy marriage. We're totally fulfilled. If we never counsel nobody again, we're good. But that's not what we're, we won't be good if we're not obedient to what we're purposed to do. Do you get it? You think somebody's trying to stop you from your fun? It ain't fun. If you got to keep worrying about it, looking over your shoulder, keeping up, sometimes they approve you, sometimes they don't, that ain't fun. If you got to exploit yourself to where some people will like you, but some people will abuse you, that ain't fun. Ain't nothing fun about that. Like you got, you got to expose the purity of who you are to be accepted. Listen, you don't got on the wrong train and you better jump off. I don't care if you bust your head. You need to get off that train right now. I don't care how fast it's going. I don't care what the momentum is. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, like, Okay, there might be people older than me here, but I'm 61. I did this to extremes. I done did the drugs to extremes, I'm telling you. It ain't, it's a waste of your time. The caught up keeping up, you keep hoping that what you know is wrong is going to eventually be right now. God's way is the way. Keep dragging around all the things you picked up along the way. You'll never get what God has for you. And you're going to look up and find yourself alone because right now some of you holding on to your kids. But once they find somebody, you're going to find yourself alone and realize I should have been doing it God's way the whole time. Because the kids aren't going to be mean. They're just going to grow and move on with their life. It's not mean. You, you ever seen the parents... They'll be around the, the, the married couple. I'm, 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 talking about the, I'm, t- I'm not talking about the loving parents. I'm talking about the controlling parent. Like the single parent be hovering around. And then every time there's an argument, well, you probably don't want to be with that person because, you know, you can't trust men. Or, you know, women, women are wild. Yeah, you by yourself. So how's, a, how's this working for us? We're married. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, like, like. I don't know how I got into this. Boy, I just, <laughs> see if I can turn this, this plane back. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, all, I, all I'm saying is, come on, y'all. Like, like, we have, what, two, three weeks left in a year? And God has been really talking to us. We didn't plan this. Discipleship class has been about overcoming the enemy. And we've been talking about making a change of torment. We just walked through a fast week. And and uh, reminding you of dreams forgotten and purpose and, and avoiding the stumbling, block, stumbling blocks, right? Don't be a stumbling block and avoid stumbling blocks, right? We, 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 uh, 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 just embracing the love of God where he's at, uh, recognizing order, right? God has an order in the kingdom, right? We, we, we just walked through all this this week, not just so we could visit it but so we can live it right and so we got to get past our pet peeves right these are the things that we I'm, I'm, I'm gonna end with this so I, so, I, so I was about to say that and I realized I think that's in my notes <laughs> right so I'm, I'm just gonna skip all that other stuff 
Right, so we, we got to let go. See, all, these things we hold on to is our old pet peeves, our old philosophies. Like, those things have to die. Remember we talked about being crucified with Christ. We got to bury ourselves in Christ, right? See, some of us have, we take pride in we know doctrine. Some of us take pride in we know religion. Some of us take pride in we're positive and kind. How about just burying all of what you're taking pride in? And just bury yourselves in Christ and then just live out of obedience from there. See, all these philosophies, idiosyncrasies, these, these things are, were, were embedded with the spirits that came along. So we got to get rid of those things. And, and we'll talk about a lot more of that uh, next week. But as we crucify ourselves, remember this. Those pigs had to drown. Why? Because the demons had a host. What, what did you say? Uh, Spirits need bodies, right? Right? The spirits has... So those, those demons had, had to drown. Guess what? Just like our flesh has to die. Amen. See, when our flesh dies, what access do these spirits have? When we're crucified with Christ, what access do these spirits have? Let God resurrect you from there. Not resurrect yourself with your, with your own... Because like some of us are walking around as if we've arrived at all knowledge. I'm saying this, listen, listen, we're going to love you regardless, but stop, stop, listen, stop. Everybody just lock into what I just said. Don't, Don't take it personal, don't get offended. Some of us are operating as if we have all knowledge. So when God is saying something, we're actually questioning it from the standpoint of we got all knowledge. And this is an old statement we used to make at the first location. How's it working for you? Like, like, like this, leaning to our own understanding, holding on to these philosophies. Man, we got to die to our flesh. Don't feed the flesh no more. Listen, that was, we, we started the process during fast week. Continue some type of fast. Kill that flesh. Don't let it do what it wants to do. Because as long as that flesh is alive, those spirits have access. They, can, they have a host. And this is the thing. Some of us have started the process or have buried ourselves and jumped out the dirt. Stay down. This is the philosophy going forward. Stay down. Let God resurrect you. Don't worry about all the noise you're hearing. Stay down. Don't worry about what the spirits are trying to convince you. No, man, you better do this. No, stay down. Let God resurrect you from there. Bury that flesh and keep that flesh buried, right? That's going to be the key. Well, I was about to almost say the vision for next year. (laughs) That's going to be the key to walking in what God has for us in the next year. Stand on your feet. That's all.